Good evening, Newark family, and Hi. welcome back once again to our Friday Night with Friends. We are excited to have you all joining with us. Today is Friday, October, what is today? October 16th, and we are very, very excited to have some special guests who are on with us, and they can go ahead and unmute themselves and turn their cameras back on. And tonight, we get to do something very, very unique. Some of you may recognize the two people who just jumped on the screen. If you don't, I'm about to tell you who they are, because tonight, instead of Friday Night with Friends, if you're asking them, we're actually doing Saturday morning breakfast with friends. Is that correct? Yes, amen. That's right. Yep, we're it, 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 is, it is 7 p.m. here on the East Coast in the United States, but our special friends who are on with us tonight, we're super excited to have them, are pastors Frank and Vivian Imericio, and they are in Brisbane, Australia. You heard me right, yes. Brisbane, Australia. And yes. so it is 7 p.m. here. It is 9 a.m. Saturday morning where they are at. And so our Friday Night with Friends broadcast tonight is actually Saturday morning breakfast with friends. And so we are Woo! thrilled Yay! to have you both on with us. We've wanted to do this for a while now, and we're glad that it fit their schedule. And I'm going to let Rachel make a few comments about the two of them, and then they can begin talking. Well, I'm uh -oh. just excited to see their faces. It's been a long time. Um, yes, it has been. Both of you are very very, you have very full schedules. We are so excited about what you're doing in ministry. You're an inspiration to us. We talk about you. We look up to what you're doing and, and how you are so um, intent on God said, do this. We are going to do it. And he's going to make a way. And I love, I love that about the two of you uh, that you just, you charge forward into whatever God calls you to do. And I love that. I love it. Now for our Newark family. spirit. <laughs> Thank you. For our Newark family, some of you may recognize this name, Viv Emericio, because you regularly see her on our broadcast, commenting down below. If you ever see a comment and it references Steve-O, that's her. That's her <laughs> talking to Stephen. They've been friends with Stephen and Regina for several years now as well. And so when they are able, they often watch our broadcast yes. while they eat their breakfast. So... <laughs> Our, our evening broadcasts at 7 p.m. are 9 a.m. for them. So a lot of times they'll turn it on and, and they'll watch, if they're able to, our broadcast while they do their breakfast. And sometimes you'll see them jump in and even make some comments. And so we thought, you know what? Rather than just being in the comments, why don't we just invite you onto the broadcast and have you join us as well? Amen. And they you know, also visited us at Newark they in did. service a few years ago. So a couple were... years ago. And it was... Close to this time of year, a couple years ago, Stephen and Regina, of all ironies, it's just the way the schedule worked out. Stephen and Regina went to Australia to go record <laughs> for the Bible College. And the same time they were there is when you happen to be taking vacation and coming to America. And so one Sunday morning, while Stephen and Regina were in Australia, Frank and Viv came to our church service here. Yeah. But my understanding is that you were able to connect right before Stephen and Regina came back home. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah they were able to minister yeah. at our church there on the Wednesday night. I think Steve-O did it deliberately. <laughs> Vivian's going to take it personally, like he, like he was trying to avoid you or something like that. And I'm sure, yep, the comments are already starting. I'm sure that Stephen will defend himself, maybe, maybe not, as to whether or not he deliberately... Uh, tried to miss your big trip to America. Yeah. So some of you 
watching tonight, you may recognize them from when they were here with us on a Sunday morning a couple years ago. We're delighted to have you on the broadcast. Just before we went live, we were talking to Frank and Viv, and they were telling us how much like we are here, where they are in Australia, you know, they are facing restrictions uh, due to the coronavirus. This is a worldwide epidemic, hence the name pandemic. And so they have, uh, they use meters, not feet, but they were telling us how in essence, basically they have a six foot rule tool, how everyone's got to maintain six feet between each other in public spaces. Do you have to wear masks in public? No. no. Okay, so you don't have to have masks, but you do You do have to maintain social distancing requirements. And, and they mentioned their state borders are closed, so there's not a lot of travel going on and all kinds of other things like that. Yet, in spite of that, God is good. Amen. And he continues to work, and you're working in his kingdom. So I would love it if, to start with tonight, you just tell us a little bit about where you pastor, what kind of environment it is, how God you know, is working with you in your local church, and what's going on right now with you? Yep. Viv will, will, Viv will lay the foundation. Okay, we'll let Viv lay the foundation. Go ahead. All right. So Brisbane has a population of just over 3 million. 3 million. 3, 3 million. So you're in a very large metropolitan area. We are. Yes. And um, so we're the only UPC church in the city of Brisbane, where we've been the only church here for years and years and years. Um, we have now started some daughter works, but they're not in the city of Brisbane. They're actually outside the city boundaries in different cities. So currently we have... Kind of the surrounding areas around yeah. Brisbane? So we've got okay. one in the city of Ipswich, which is about a 45-minute drive. Isn't that a fun name? Just Ipswich? Did I say that correctly? Yeah, Ipswich. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, we've got one. The very first one we started is up in Kilcoy. It used to take us three hours to get there and three hours to get home. Ooh. Three, yeah. like one, two, three, three hours drive yes. each way. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we, we would have to leave home pretty early and get home. It would be after midnight by the time we got home. And we were going twice wow. a week up there. Mm -hmm. um, and from that, we started with three people who contacted us. And we've now grown a church of around about 50. Thank That's you, Jesus. Awesome. That's wonderful. They're all they're all, Fili um, all Filipinos. Predominantly Filipino. Yes. Okay, so it's a predominantly Filipino congregation. This is the yeah. one up in Kilcoy. Now, yeah. are you still traveling up there twice a week? No, no. We've um, we had the because of the coronavirus, we had to close it down because the hall we're having it, you can only have uh, 18. eighteen people. So, yeah, it wasn't fair for. Oh. But but from that we started a daughter work, which is in the city of Kabulcha, which. Predominantly, all the uh, all the Kilcoy people uh, move. They come to the service. They're only forty five minute drive, and okay. some of the folks that work there actually live in Kabulcha, so that's the reason why we started a work there. So we're so you kind of just had to relocate that work. Yes, yes. I will go back to Kilcoy, but at the moment there until but we've got this daughter working. They're all moving. They're all driving down the Kabulcha, so. 
We'll more we'll stick with Kabulta for now, but we'll head back. And when we got the opportunity, when the coronavirus allowed, well, until um, the restrictions, restrictions, are, These restrictions change and right. you're, you're able to do that. So in addition to your church that you two pastor in Brisbane, you have two daughter works. Orientationally, where are they compared to you? Like north, south, east, west, what? Kilcoy and Caboolture is north of Brisbane. North? And, okay. um, uh, Ipswich is west of Brisbane. Okay. So you've got one daughter work out to the west, you said about 45 minutes away, and one daughter yeah, work to the yeah, north. Yeah, Kilcoy is northwest of Brisbane. You got north to Caboolture, then head west. And, okay. uh, and Ipswich is west of, Bris of Brisbane. Gotcha. And I always butcher it because we see every year when we write your Christmas card, I have to look up the spelling to make sure that I send you the right address. How do I properly pronounce the name of the little area of Brisbane that you live in? Wynnum West. W-Y-Wynnum yeah. West. And then doesn't the C, uh, there was. Yeah, you send to our post office box, which is. Okay, where's your post office box? Oh, Calabar. And, and on our GPS, when we have the American lady, it's Kapalaba. Kapala it looks like Kapalaba. It's like C-A-P-A-L-A-B. It's all these A's, but how is it pronounced? Uh, Kapalaba. 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 It looks like Kapalaba. Like we send a Christmas card every year to Kapalaba. Uh, every time. Every time we use the GPS, we got Kapalapa. Like, oh, these poor Americans. Kapalapa. Okay. Gotcha. So for uh, your local church, for, for the low, I say your local church, but as in the church that is practically in your backyard, the one that is in Brisbane, tell us, how are you, um, how are you working with that right now in light of how, like us, you're facing some, I would imagine, new challenges? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, we're... Uh, we can only have 50 57. people, 57, 57, 57 people attend our church. Uh, and that, and that's not because of the size of your congregation. That's the limits of the building, right? They, it's how yes, many yes. people per square foot and et cetera. And so yeah. we've had uh, imposed on you that you can't have more than 57 people in the building at a time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. We've actually renovated uh, the Pentecostals of Brisbane. Uh, mm -hmm. It used to seat. Uh, 253, mm -hmm. but uh, we built a baby's room, so that took out about uh, about 48, and then baby's uh, room is in like Sunday school classrooms or a nursery or a, a, a mother's room, a mother's room within mother's the sanctuary, room. so that yeah. mums that are feeding and whatever they can still be a part of the service. Yes. And oh, we're great. a lot more altar room now, so if people want to come down, they can. They're not restricted. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and we've now stopped the headbutting. So when when people stand up, they don't headbutt the person in front oh, of yes, them. They've yes. got enough. Oh, because the because the seats are so packed in tight. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got about two foot gap between the seat in front of you and mm -hmm. where you're sitting. So there's a bit more room now. So well, yes, good. It'll work. Yeah, yeah. And so, how are you? Um, are you having? With the 57, do you have to have, are you, are you having service with those 57? Yes. For the yes. week? Yes. And we also live stream as well. And you live stream. Good yes. for okay. you. So, yes. so you have some people who 
feel comfortable coming in person and maybe some people who end up watching from the yes. live stream? We've got people around Australia watching it. Uh, it, it is a closed group. Uh, we, uh, it's mainly it's by invitation. They can see the live stream if they've been invited to see the link. So we've got people from the Philippines. We've got people from Africa watching it. Um, Great. Yeah. We've got very multicultural church. We've got people from, we, we don't have an American anymore. We did have, but he had to go home because of the COVID-19 yes. situation. So we've lost our one and only American. He just made it back. He just made it back. He, oh, he was wow. ended the shift yeah. and uh, he went, he and uh, it was his time to go back home because he spends uh, about two months in Australia and then mm -hmm. two weeks back in, back in America. And that was his time to go back to America. And he just made it. So the border was just closing when he flew out. So, oh, wow. wow. But uh, he's planning to come back. He said he got in touch with me the other day, but he's planning to gotcha. go back. And, and gotcha. he's a lovely man. He's from Mississippi, Rachel. He's a southerner. Oh, he's, he's from my part of the woods, huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Park, was it Parkview? Parkway Church. Parkway Church. Madison, uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, yeah, I know, well, I know Parkway. Yeah, yeah good yeah, church. Pastor Dillon? Yes, mm -hmm. Pastor Jerry Dillon. That's a good church. Oh, he just retired, didn't he? The, the bishop? Yeah. He just retired. Yeah. And his son's just taken over. Oh. Right. So I, it, I grew up going to camp with those boys. So it shows you just how interconnected our world really is and how even in a time like this, God can use all kinds of technology and connect us with many people. For our church family, if you didn't know, Australia is very, very multicultural, much like America, especially in our coastlands, the East and West Coast, how you've got a big blend of many different cultures, languages from people all over the world. And, and Australia is very much like that, especially you being in a major metropolitan area. You've got a lot of different cultures and ethnicities and language groups and all kinds of other things represented, don't you? Yeah, we do. And, and that has its issues because um, several years ago, we started a work in New South Wales, which is a state south of us. Yes. Um, what state are you in, for those who don't know where Brisbane is? Uh, uh, Queensland. Queensland. So you're, the name of the state you're in is in Queensland. And so there was a church starting in New South Wales, a state south of you. Yes, yeah. that's right, yes. So we, um, we got a, an email from the general superintendent to say that there were two ladies who had been doing online Bible studies and mm -hmm. they wanted to be baptised in Jesus' name. Could somebody go? So we said, we'll go. It's only a six-hour drive. So it's, it's only... Oh. Okay, pause, 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 pause. Just so people understand, I get what you're saying, but for, for all of my brothers and sisters in our local church who don't realize how good they actually have it, Australia landmass-wise is about two-thirds the size of the United States. So think of something that stretches from the East Coast to Arizona. Just mentally picture that in your head. How many UPC churches are there in Australia? I think about 57. Yes. So just under 60, 60, just under 60 churches total. Yes. In a landmass that runs, you know, from Maine to Arizona. I want you to picture how spread that out. You know, we get upset and, 
maybe we have to travel to a district function and we had to drive two out. We had to drive two whole hours to go to a fellowship meeting, you know, and your superintendent contacts you because you're only six hour drive from yes. where they want to start another church. Just so food for thought church family. Yeah. They're the closest place because they're only a six hour drive away. Yeah. All right. Continue with your story. So we went and there were two ladies who wanted to be baptized, but some others also. So we baptized five, five. Mm-hmm. and they were all African refugees. Mm. Uh, and so we said to the general superintendent, we can't just baptize these people and then leave them because that would be to me like giving birth to a baby, putting it in a shopping trolley and leaving it in the Kmart car park going, it'll be okay. Somebody will help them. So we then started going fortnightly. The city's called Coffs Harbour. It's absolutely beautiful right on the coast. Oh, beautiful. Oh, lovely beaches. Very, Mm -hmm. very nice place. So we went fortnightly and we would be there for leave early on a Thursday morning. We would have church Thursday night, door knock and do um, meeting people, talking to people, letterbox drops Friday. That's a lot of activity just to squeeze into one weekend. Oh, yeah. Friday night, we would have another service and then we would come back Saturday morning so we could be ready for Brisbane Church on a Sunday morning. And um, we did that for a year and we grew that group to 39. And we we were shattered at the end of a year of doing that because we oh. also had Brisbane and Ipswich. And You're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. We were. And so we sort of put the call out through home missions because I'm on the home missions committee. Um for a pastor to go and take these 39 people. And I can't, to this day, I can't understand. Nobody wanted to go to the beautiful city of Coffs Harbour for 39 people. So they still keep in touch with us and they send us photos of their new babies and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But um, we, we just hope seeds are planted, watering's been done and at some point there will be a church in Cox Harbor. Amen. Amen. To give our to give our church family just context, Rachel was poking me because you saw my head down. I was quickly pulling up on a map just to give you a frame of reference for, for my church family. It would be like someone contacting us because there's a group of people in Raleigh, North Carolina who are ready to start a church and we're only a six hour drive away could we start going down there on the weekend to Raleigh, North Carolina? That's just, I just want you to get context for what they just said. So distances a lot different where you're at, as far as what's considered reasonable service and, you know, a reasonable drive. So I want you to imagine us taking a group of people from our church every other weekend and driving to Raleigh, North Carolina to start a church because there's nobody there. And we're just getting started. So it's it, that's that's quite a trek. I can imagine you were very exhausted by the end of a year doing that. But And to put it in context, the majority of our church folk in the Brisbane church drive one hour to get to a church service or a prayer meeting. Yeah. 
So thank you. That's context too. So that's right. that's a short distance to travel to go to church is an hour. Yep. <laughs> so that's why we uh, want to start other churches in Brisbane. So because we've had people say, "Oh, that's too far to go," especially the folks that live in Ipswich or in Caboolture, when they want to invite them to our church in Brisbane. Oh, that's too far. So that's why we're spreading the tentacles out. That's why we're right. going into those areas. So we look like we're starting from the outside and hopefully we're working way in. But mm. but uh, Desi, Brother Desi, do you mind if I share with you how we came to Brisbane? Yeah, Absolutely. Go yes. ahead. Please do. Now, this is before I met my wife. Back in 1999, uh, I had this, uh, I was at um, a youth camp and Friday night, there in my sleep, I woke up the next day, I had this dream, and what I saw, I saw a corn seed fall to the ground. And then the next minute I saw a stalk come up with a cup of corn, and then all the seeds fell down from that. And the next thing I saw, I was at the edge of this field, and I looked and there was this cart, this big uh, cart full of corn. And I was like, mm. oh, and I was there. And immediately he thought, God wants me to be a corn farmer. <laughs> anyway. Rachel's daddy was a corn farmer. Don't make fun of them. Well, no, it's a lot of work. But I'm not sure it's more work than driving six hours each way. <laughs> it goes to show how quick from one seed, went from one seed to a cup of corn, which I'm not quite sure how many seeds are on a cup of corn, but it went from a, a cob to a cart full of corn and, you know, and it was at the end of the day and, and I went and then I heard this voice oh good and faithful servant okay and that's when it stopped it wasn't until oh I said oh I said, I said to the folks at youth camp we're going to have a revival I believe the Lord wants to have a revival but it takes the seed to die first before you can have a revival but anyway it wasn't until uh, 2000 when I was I received my local license here I am driving my work van and I was listening to this tape called Dreaming the Impossible Dream. And, and I said these words and I thought to myself, oh, wow. But what happened was that, that night before I had this dream and it started from, the, from that pushing that cart out from the field. And when I heard that voice, I turned around and I saw nine others carts full of corn. And so that made 10 carts total. The yes, one in front of you and nine behind you. Yes, yes. And I saw them and I thought, you know, wow, 10 carts full of corn. And that morning while I was at work, I was watching, I listened to this tape called Dreaming the Possible Dream. And I said, Lord, I want to start 10 churches as I was driving. And then the Lord brought my attention. Those 10 carts. Those 10 carts are 10 churches. And I thought, oh, wow. So I thought, here I am in the city of Townsville. I thought, how are we going to start 10 churches here? You know, even though Townsville's a, a pretty big town of around about a uh, quarter of a million people, um, but it didn't happen while I was in Townsville. But when we moved to Brisbane, when my wife and I... How far is Townsville from Brisbane? Uh, it's a... 17 about, kilometers? Yeah, it's about an 18-hour drive. It's a two-hour flight. Okay, so you've moved significantly. You, you've moved, you know, from Townsville, which is even farther north to where yes. you are in Brisbane. Townsville's yes. like up at the top of Australia yes. for my 
American yeah. friends who don't know Australian geography, you're getting up towards the top. And so you've moved down 18 hours south to drive to, to Brisbane. And so now you two are here. You're starting this church. Yes. Uh, I'll just give you a bit of a context of the site. We only got six states. Okay. Western Australia is bigger than Alaska. So Alaska, I'm uh, sorry, Western Australia, Alaska, and Texas, Queensland bigger than Texas. So if we were part of a, uh, a USA, it would be Western Australia, Texas, I'm uh, sorry, Alaska, Queensland, and Texas. Now I thought tech, there's nothing bigger than Texas while Queensland's bigger than Texas. Yeah, so your states, you only have six states in Australia and they're That's big. Right. Yes. <laughs> they're really big, yeah. So anyway, we moved to Brisbane and wasn't until we when the we took over the lord brought that 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 dream back to me i said this is the place this is the place that we can start 10 churches it's big enough of three million people there's only one church i thought we can do better than this so since then so we've only been... one church in the state no in the city in the city in the of, city of, okay yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Only one church uh, in the city. Yeah. And um, you said it's a city, it's a metropolitan area of 3 million people. So that's, that's, that's a like, lot of people. That's why we're, we're uh, spreading our, our tents out. We're spreading our, our wings right. out so that we can, um, we, got, we haven't got a, we have not got a church on the north side of, of the Brisbane, of the Brisbane River. It's uh, mainly, we're in the south, but we're looking at starting other churches. So, uh, yes, the, the, the church, I keep reminding the church, we need to get behind this. God's got, uh, wants to see other churches saved, uh, other churches to be started. Um, uh, we have one brother that wants to, he wants to see, and I believe that's possible as well, have other churches joining, joining, uh, coming to the truth. Uh, we're working right. on a few churches already. Um, some, yeah. uh, some folks. Uh, yeah, so we're trying to spread the word, and uh, we all got short time left. Uh, the Lord's um, raising up some young men, and uh, it's been good. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah. That's great. So, so that's a nutshell of what, of what, um, from where back in '99 to where we are today. And so you're, I'm just summarizing. As God allows you to, your goal, the two of you are in Brisbane, metropolitan area, 3 million people. You would love to see 10, you two personally are working with God and believing that he's going to allow the two of you to start 10 churches in that Brisbane area, yes. in that metropolitan yes. area. Yep. And you got two of them going right now, in addition to, so actually you got three of them because you got yours and two yes. different daughter works. Yes. That's right, yes. Process. Yep. And we, um, we've, become part of an organization called the People's Mission and their goal is working with homeless and disadvantaged mm -hmm. people. So on Tuesday nights, we go into the Brisbane downtown is what you would call it. We call it the CBD, Central Business District. And mm -hmm. we, um, we have connected with another group called Street Feed. So they feed the homeless. We mm -hmm. take donated clothing, sleeping bags, toiletries, shoes, whatever people give to us for homeless. And we're now actually reaching out amongst the homeless 
to get them to church. So one of the things that we do is we've got people in the church who write scriptures on um, small cards. So they just have a little card and they write scripture verses, just uplifting things. And just we started out, yeah, and we started out saying, I, I just take my little bag of scriptures and I'd say, would you like a scripture for today? And we had, at the beginning, probably three or four people who said, yeah, okay, I'll take one. Now they line up and ask, have you got my scripture for this week? So little by little, it's a, um, we have to get them to trust us. That's a huge part of it. And they're sharing their stories and we're sharing Jesus. So we're meeting their physical needs as much as we can but we also want them to know the Lord. So um, we've just baptised a man. He wasn't homeless, but um, for 30 years, one of the men in our church has been friends with him and saying to him, you need Jesus in your life. He came to church last Sunday from the second worship song. He started weeping, and that was it. He was baptised at the end of the service. Last night he came to prayer, and he said, I want the Holy Ghost Tuesday night, he was helping us with the homeless. So we know God's moving all through this. Everybody looks at COVID as being such a negative thing, but God is doing so much in their lives and hearts of people. It, it's just... Oh, keep talking about it. You're right. Amen, sister. I love it. This is the season. We have to get in and embrace the season. Um, did you just say season? Yes, I did. Because I've been watching... There we go. See, I told you with 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 breakfast, right? So she knows. She knows. She's regularly connected with us, and she's on board. She agree. We're in a season. I think it's a God ordained global season where he's absolutely things up. Absolutely. This, I, I believe, uh, th this pandemic, the devil wants to stop us, and we can't. We can't allow him. Mm -hmm. I know he's trying to stop us, restrict us. You know, he just tried to close us down. We've got one stage, there was only three of us able to have service. Uh, but we were, and we had to learn real quick about live streaming. <laughs> Talk about We've all had to learn about live streaming real quick. So oh. so this has forced you. But on the flip side, on the flip side, Frank, you just told me that you've got people in Africa and people in other parts of Australia and people in other places who are able to join your church service live streaming how would you reach them if you weren't live streaming absolutely 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 and, and I'll, I'll put in a plug for my mate steve-o because oh, steve <laughs> he's just he's a dead set legend because when we first started out we had no clue we've never used zoom never done anything and so he was up at 2 a.m your time um fiddling around doing something and I happened to see him pop up on my Facebook and so I went on and I watched what he was doing and asked questions and I sent him a message and said can you explain some things to us how it all works so thank you Steve-O you helped us to get going yes all of this I'm so glad you shared that story thank you for sharing that Stephen yeah. I hope you're listening our efforts here and church family in all seriousness we don't know who we're reaching and how and even other churches, like our brothers and sisters on the other side of the world, we try some new idea, and you saw it and said, you know what, we can do that too. Yep. Absolutely. God, well, we do. God's it's at work at this. 
we we loved Friday night with friends so much that we've introduced Sunday night with the Saints. And so oh, okay. we, we're doing the same thing. We have people that may have been walking with God in our church for 35 or 40 years and nobody knows their story. So we're getting them to tell oh. us their story. That's so you're using awesome. it as a, as a way to exchange testimonies and encourage yes. each other. Yes. That's cool. And are you doing it in an online format of some kind? Yes, yes we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, at the cool. moment, uh, we've uh, we hold it for a sec, for a moment, but we'll get back to that soon. Sure. We're still sure. Um, trying to. Um, I know that we're still not used to doing this Zoom thing, but we usually have them with us. And yeah. We're still trying to figure that out, but we'll get there. It takes you. I'm sure you'll get there. So we're starting to get questions and we'll turn to them in just a moment. But I do want to add, I want you to share one other thing because Rachel brings me pictures. I'm I'm terrible at social media stuff. I don't do it much, but Rachel does. So she'll bring me her phone and say, you need to read this article or you need to look at this picture. And several times now she has shown me some really neat pictures and I don't want to give it away. I want you to talk about it. You have what I consider to be one of the most creative and unique portable baptismals I have ever seen. And I've watched from Facebook, as Rachel has shown me, I've watched multiple times now as you have baptized people. So I want you to talk about your portable baptismal and how on earth you ever even came to this idea. <laughs> I wanted to buy a canoe and Vivian tried to talk me out of every time until one day I just went and did it. This El Cheapo canoe for a hundred dollars. It's as old as the hills. I think it probably came from Canada, from some somebody in Canada. But, but it was. It's ugly yellow and brown in the inside. It's like so yuck. And so he wanted it for fishing, and he wanted to put little floats and things on the side to make it. I tried to find to another one. One, if I can join them together, uh, but I can't find another one. And then we, because of Kilcoy, there's no swimming pools. And in the winter up there, it is at least 10 degrees Celsius lower than it is in Brisbane because it's up in the hills and it's very, very cold. And so the only places that we could baptise up there was in the dam. Well, the dam closes at 6 p.m. And the water is so cold even in the daytime that... Um, you would freeze. So we had some people who wanted to be baptized. And I said to Frank, what are we going to, where are we going to baptize them? And he yeah. said, I'm going to take the canoe. And I yeah. thought he meant that he was going to sit in the canoe because he was unwell at the time. I thought he was going to sit in the canoe at the dam and push these people under the water and they could get cold, but he wouldn't because he was unwell. And I said to him, okay, is that what you're going to do? And he said, no, I'm going to fill the canoe with warm water and baptize them in it. And I thought, you're crazy. Okay, so <laughs> pause, pause before we go any farther. So church, I just want to make sure you're understanding this story. Frank wants to go fishing and he's trying to convince his wife to let him buy a canoe. And he finds some ugly, cheap, old thing that he purchases and in a moment of, I don't know, divine inspiration or just husband ingenuity, he says, no, babe, really, I'm going to use it as a baptismal. And so instead of, I don't know if you know this, Frank, but canoes go, you know, in the water. You don't, you don't put the water in the canoe. You put the canoe in the water. But Frank takes the canoe 
to their church plant in Kilcoy and has been filling the canoe with water. Yep. And baptizing. Yes. We'll have yep. to, afterwards, we'll have to go find some pictures on your page and share. If, if we have your permission, can we reshare yeah, them yeah. on our church page? We'll go yeah. find a picture. Joyce, if you're watching and you have time, maybe you can find them. If not, we'll do it after the broadcast. And we'll go find one of your posts from your church and repost it on our church page so our church family can see you baptizing people in the canoe, which is definitely yeah. one of the neatest, most clever, creative things I've ever seen. Well, it was divine there, Brother Lugo, because what happened was we were driving home there uh, from the Sunday night, and uh, I was thinking, like, how are we going to baptize these four people? Because it's winter time, and we can't go to the, uh, there is a pool there, but it's closed. We can't go to the dam because it's shut at six o'clock. And I was driving on halfway home, the canoe. So I went, <laughs> the canoe. So get to church on, uh, on a Saturday morning for maintenance, and I, <laughs> got the canoe out and I actually got one of the guys to lie in there to see if it's going to work first. So you had somebody lay down in the canoe to see. Yep. And I checked, I checked and yep, it's going to be, if the water goes to the top, yep, there'll be enough water to baptize people. And that's where it all, that's where it all started. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Great. And uh, we have to make sure we keep the hose in the, on, in the uh, because if you're baptizing four people, after four people, the water goes down, so we have to keep filling. So you got to keep uh, adding water to the canoe because yeah. it's splashing over the side as you yes, do. Yes. So do you use the canoe at your home church in Brisbane, or is yes, that just your? Yes, yes. We so do now, now you even use the canoe at your church yes. here in. We started this year, and uh, because of um, our baptismal tank is actually under the pulpit, and uh, under the the mm -hmm. pulpit area, and like in uh, the platform so area, huh? it's actually. Uh, we call it a spa, but you call it a, a jacuzzi. jacuzzi. Yeah, you call it. Yeah. Well, we yes. got one of those, uh, but without the holes, so you can shoot hot air or bubbles. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's big enough to baptize uh, two people actually. Um, but yeah, we, we and we were wasting a lot of water, so we were using the canoe, and that was our mobile. Um, that's our mobile baptismal tank. So that's and, just what you use now, even in Brisbane. You just yeah. use yes. the canoe as your. Yeah, so uh, I think I need to paint it up and make it look good. Paint it probably a little bit different color. Um, I saw, Viv, if it makes you feel any better, I'm, I'm trying to watch you. If you keep seeing me look over, because I'm looking up my other screen at the comments, and somebody in our church family said, the canoe's ugly on the inside because of all the sins that are washing off of people. So. Well, that's why it's brown. It's brown, dirty. <laughs> and yellow on the outside. Yeah, so I might, I might clean her up. I might... Um, Paint some nice color on the outside and uh, something good on the inside anyway. Yeah, that's great. I know we someone else just people. commented there are going to be people having conversations saying, you know, the last time I was in a canoe, I was baptized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Brother Desi? Yes. Uh, Sister Joyce and Sister Allie? I yeah, think uh -huh. they said they would love to uh, cuddle a koala. I remember, I remember seeing oh, that. Well, oh, they're messaging you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we can see the messages. So, um, <laughs> Queensland is the only state that you can cuddle a koala. Yes. They're so, the if state. they were going to actually cuddle a koala, they're at least in the right place to go do it. Yes, they've got to be in the state of Queensland. Yeah. Um, and we also got, because uh, our church is on eight acres. We have koalas. we have koalas in the backyard, back of the church. 
I remember you taking me out and showing me. We didn't see any that day, but I remember when we were visiting your church years ago, you took me out for a walk. And there's this beautiful wooded area behind their church. And That's right, you were yes. showing me the different scrapings. And you, Frank's quite the outdoorsman. And he's able to show me and tell me, look, this is where they've been climbing. See these claw marks on the tree. And, and you could discern that for me. And, uh, and we, we often have, we go to church and find uh, kangaroos sitting, eating our grass up by the church area. <laughs> And uh, like our geese, we have geese. Yeah, well, even more specifically, when, I, when we were there and it was described to us, and I started thinking about the closest comparison as far as how many they are and the nuisance and people hitting them with their cars and everything, it, it, it's not as much in the Northeast, but especially in the South, it's like white tailed deer are in America. You know, all you find them all throughout the South and people accidentally run into them with their car and everything. That's what kangaroos are in Australia. They're the white tailed oh, yes. deer oh, yes. of Australia. Yeah. Roadkill, yes. we call it roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> and the koala, I'll just go back to the koala. Just one thing, uh, I wouldn't advise you not to pick them up because they are, they got big claws and uh, they got uh, sharp teeth. teeth as well. So that what would um, stay away from them. They look cuddly, but they're not cuddly. But don't do it. They're <laughs> Your free nature lesson for the Americans today is if you That's happen it. to come across a koala, don't hug it. Yeah. <laughs> positively, huh? Yeah. Okay. So we we do have a couple. We have quite a few questions, but one of them is: um, Do any of you, any of the churches in Australia, have works with the indigenous population there? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Um, when you go up north to Townsville, where we're from, and Cairns. We had a number of Indigenous, but in Central Australia, and Steve-O and Regina went to Alice Springs, and most people will know that because of um, Ayers Rock or Uluru, as its Aboriginal name is. Mm -hmm. So that's in the Talamai Desert, Tanami Desert in Central Australia. And there is a church there in Alice Springs, but further out from there, we have three churches that are completely Indigenous. They're in Aboriginal communities. So um, a community would be similar to a Native American reservation. Like a reservation. Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So yes. they have housing there's normally um, a primary school a general store that sells everything you can buy a washing machine you can buy flour um, so we have three of those there Nirapi, Yundamu and Yulamu um, we've been to all three of those communities Frank actually went out and helped build the church buildings out there um, it's dirt roads, corrugated dirt roads, so it's not sealed um, and driving is horrendous. You have no cell phone access unless you have a satellite phone and so currently we have a missionary in Nirapi and that's Sister Sala, she's Fijian. Mm -hmm. We have no pastor in Yulamu because Brother Singleton passed away a few years ago and we don't have anybody to go there. And the man who actually won Frank to the Lord, Brother Colin, is the pastor now at Yundamu. So, yes, we do 
a lot and there is such a revival going on out there at the moment yes. 20 at the beginning of covid 25 people were filled with the holy ghost in nirapi and wow. i think they've had since march i think it's around 35 baptisms in jesus name wow. and they're now going into other tribal communities um, some of those areas that Sister Sal is going to are 18-hour drive on corrugated dirt road. So, and she's not a young woman. She's 62, she's diabetic, and she is dynamic. She's an absolutely wonderful woman, and she just loves souls, and she'll go anywhere and do anything if there's a soul involved in it. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. So uh, there was another question that is kind of similar, but obviously there there are barriers with distance that y'all have. You just to talked about churches. an 18-hour drive just to get um, somewhere to do church. What are yeah. some of the other barriers you have to overcome in, in your efforts to plant churches in Australia? What are some of the barriers that you really have to, other than distance? Are there other things that make it difficult? Yeah, the people. <laughs> Because this is not a godly country. Um, it's, it's a secular nation. It's been a secular nation since. Very, it's, yeah. It's um, different to America, um, where they would they brought this about having liberty, and uh, and persecution. Even it was started. Australia was started from like a, a, a prisoners, really. Mm -hmm. uh, the British brought prisoners here, and um, Brisbane, actually Brisbane was actually a penal colony. And they would, when they used to come into Sydney, and Sydney is about a 10 hour, about 11 hour drive uh, uh, south of Brisbane. And uh, when they used to come into Sydney and uh, all the worst uh, prisoners would be sent to Brisbane and it was a penal colony. And uh, there was actually a, what was that, that zone? Oh, they had a, a 20 mile exclusion zone. Yes. So nobody could come into the area of Brisbane and it was all not settled. It was all raw land. So they carved out and obviously um, they started Brisbane on the river, which is where most people start towns and cities. So um, Australia is a, it is a very multicultural place. So we have a lot of different religions and cults here mm -hmm. but even the Australian people themselves because I'm not Australian born I'm a New Zealander but I have Australian citizenship but the Australian people can be very hard they're not um, God has never been a big part of Australian life yeah. So it's not like America, you know, we, we love going to America because you can sort of strike up a conversation with somebody about the Lord fairly easily. Here, yeah. they would probably spit in your yeah. face and walk away. Yeah. Uh, but that really has to lead you to people. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's what we pray always, Lord. If there are people looking for you, put them across our path because otherwise it's, it's difficult. But our work with the homeless, that's a little bit different because they're people who need hope. They, they just have hopelessness. So they are 
more willing to listen to us talk about the Lord? Uh, well, in fact, I think distance is the killer. Yeah. Distance is the killer. Um, you know, when God opens the door for us, uh, people seem like kill Koi. Uh, we went from th uh, three now to 50. But it, uh, what, we, what used to take us three hours because the main road, the main highway was under construction. And it would take us three hours to get there. Now it's cut back to about an hour and a half. But even then, an hour and a half is still a good drive. Yeah, an hour and a half. You're thrilled that it's only an hour and a half drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that still yeah. Long, could be a long drive. And, and now we've got a couple of young men who, from the Kilcoy Church, uh, look, uh, we're training them. And um, they lived in Caboolture now, so we've had, that's why we're able to start there as well. Praise God. So it's been good. That's great. And hopefully someone else will rise up. Yeah. Right. That's one. So you have young men and men and women you're training that are able to help with yes, the work yes, as well. Yes, yes. Yes. That's great. Well, there's a question from Steve-O. Yeah. Oh, you, really? you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but he would love to hear about how Frank and Vivian met in your first date. <laughs> I think he already knows this story. So yeah. you share with discretion as you so choose. Okay, so... We were at a church conference. It even says, she left this out, Vivian's choice of how much you, of the story she you shares. You said it already. <laughs> I was letting you say it. So we were at church conference, and um, I was only a year old in the Lord. I'd only had the Holy Ghost not even a year. So um, Frank got his general license at that particular conference. It was in 2005. Uh, and in the church we were in. The pastor is. And um, I was babysitting some children because their parents were on the platform and they were very naughty and they ran away from me. And Frank knew them, so he helped me to gather up the little sheep. And um, I wonder if I had to chase after him, I had to run after him here in the conference hall. He had to tackle her to the ground. <laughs> And so that was on the Wednesday night. The conference finished on the Friday night. And on the Sunday when I went to church, he greeted me by name. And I thought that was incredible because I don't have an easy name, but <sighs> I found out afterwards that he's hopeless with names. But he remembered my name. And so I thought, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> we... Um, the pastor said, everybody's going to McDonald's after church. So um, I never went to McDonald's. I never had the money. And I said to one of the other ladies, um, I'm going to go and ask Brother Frank if he's going to McDonald's because, you know, he's a bit of a looker. And so she said, you can't do that. And I said, you just watch me. So I went and said to him, are you going to Macca's? And he said, are you going to Macca's? I said, yeah, I'm going. You're said, going where? Macca's. McDonald's. Macca's. Just Macca's. making sure everybody heard that. Yeah. Macca's. See, in Australia, they shorten everything. We can't shorten Desi. There's <laughs> not much. You can't get it much shorter than that. Yeah, <laughs> Des. They find a way. You yeah. just be. Um, so we went to McDonald's and, and there was a, a few of the youth 
conniving a few things. And so we ended up sitting with some of the youth in a booth, the youth in a booth. And uh, he said to me, would you like to go out? And I said, oh, okay, where? And he said, would you like to go to a theme park? And I said, no, I don't like theme parks. He said, would you like to go shopping? I said, no, I don't like shopping. He said, well, what would you like to do? And I said, I like the beach. So the next day, which was my rostered day off, we went to the beach. Within two hours, we were engaged. He then went back to Townsville, which is 1,700 kilometres away or 18-hour drive. Um, and eight weeks later, we were married. Wow. Now, uh, we have to hear Frank's part of this. We have to hear, I know I, I've heard Frank's part. We have to hear hear a little bit about how that worked. Well, that was a brave move on your part. <laughs> Honestly, uh, that night, I thought to myself, if I let this girl go, I've got rocks in my head. I don't deserve. <laughs> I've got rocks in my head. <laughs> I've, got, I, I've got rocks in my head. And uh, so, yeah, and um, it just we just hit on. And um, when the engagement ring, the, the engagement ring there, there's uh, three diamonds, one big one in the middle and two little ones on the outside. Because Vivian working for the, was working for this jewelry, jewelry shop, uh, I went to the, um, the one in Townsville, the franchise one in Townsville. And when I, look, when I looked at that uh, ring, because it was a good price, I walked away and I thought, why, why do you want me to get, why, Lord, why do you want me to get that one? And the Lord said to me, see that big stone? That's me. Those two little stones on either side of me, that's you and her. I'm in the middle. Without me, without me, it won't work. So there's so some really, good advice for any of our young people. Yep. <laughs> Put him in the middle or it's not going to work. Yep. Yes. So I mean. um, that was... Okay, so next day I went back and I bought it. And then because she worked for the one in Brisbane, I was able to get a bigger discount. And uh, so, yeah. Because it's all about the money. Oh. But the, the funny thing was I had shown him the ring that I wanted. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he, when he, he flew down to Brisbane, took a flight, stayed for one day, took me to his sister's house, who lives in Brisbane, his sister and brother-in-law, proposed to me properly with the ring on their deck. And when I opened the box, it was like, yeah. yuck, I hate that ring. Where on earth did he get that? Yeah. That's not the ring that I wanted. The, the, the and I had to try really hard to, to go, Oh, how lovely. The, the stone on the ring that she won was bigger than the eye. <laughs> it was one carrot. And I said, hold on, mate. Who's paying for this? <laughs> but but when we... You're sounding very like, human right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, that, that was just not what I wanted. And so I said to him, oh, how come you got that ring and so then he told me what the lord had spoken to him i fell in love with the ring and i decided that that was the best ring i could ever have had and so i love it you know and it came from michael hill and i said to him 
I put the rings out every single day and put them in the safe every night. And I've never seen that ring, probably because I thought it was so ugly that I didn't want it. <laughs> and this other ring here that I've got her, shall we? This other one, right? I bought that in Burma uh, back in 99. It cost me uh, $500 US. Oh, wow. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, the superintendent, they, you know, he took us around and he said, uh, have you got yourself a, a girlfriend or a wife? I said, no. He said, uh, you ever thought about buying a, a ring for your girlfriend? I said, uh, no. And I said, what's it right for your mother or for your sister? Uh, no. Why do you need to buy them a ring for? <laughs> so anyway, anyway, I said, uh, just to keep the peace with this guy, I did. I bought it and I bought this. Anyway, and the Lord showed me what that represented too. See that red piece there? That's me, the blood of Jesus. And around it are 12 diamonds. Wow. Disciples. So the Lord, so for $500. These, these were deeply symbolic to you. These had very yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. We're getting comments. Can you hold up your, your wedding ring again? Just so a Everybody little wants to see There the they go. So the, the bigger the bigger stone and then the two around it. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's a great story. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're full of great stories. <laughs> Do you want to? Um, no, no, um, there was one more question. With the information you shared about how, how secular Australia is, are many of your converts immigrants or do you have Australian immigrants? I mean, Australia people that are coming to the Brisbane church. Yes. Our Brisbane church. Yes. So and, you, in the church where you're at in Brisbane, that's a yes. lot of Australians. Um, yeah, I was born in Australia, but my background is Italian. Uh, Vivian is uh, from, was born in New Zealand. Uh, there's only a handful of Australian board uh, citizens that are in the church. Uh, our Kilcoy Church, we're all Filipinos. They're all born from the, in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, the Africans, they're the same. So, um, yeah, the majority are foreigners that mm -hmm. made Australia home. People have immigrated to Australia. Yeah. Again, about, like the United States, Australia is very multicultural. There are many, many immigrants in Australia. We want to we break that, that, yes, we're happy to have them. But we want to we want to see Australians as well. That's why we're praying very hard for that. Yeah, because um, yeah, we care about our fellow Australians, your fellow Aussies. They need Jesus yeah, too. Fellow Aussies, yep. Yeah. Fellow Queenslanders, Aussies, uh, you name it. That's right, um, brother Desi. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, Barbara Moss. He had a she had sister Barbara. She had a question. They don't even need us for the interview. They're following along with their own comments and I questions. This is great. Did we miss one from Barbara Moss? Well, she asked uh, about, do you feed the koalas? Uh, no. No. <laughs> They're high up in the tree. They love they love <laughs> up high in the tree. And uh, there are only a certain amount of, uh, we've, there's about only four or five species of eucalyptus that they eat. And They got um, a pretty picky diet, huh? Oh, yes, they, they do. Have. Yes. Yeah. So we don't feed them. We just let them climb up the tree and they can have a feast up there. Um, I think while well, you go, if you go to Lone Pine where the koalas, you can handle the koalas. Um, I think a certain price you can hold a koala and, and feed them at the same time. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, we're at the top oh. of the hour, but I did see another question when you were just mentioned, Sister Moss, I was scrolling through. Uh, Leela had a question. She said, do you have a story you can share of how God brought someone across your path? How you, you pray that prayer, God, bring some people, bring people across so you, our path. Because it's a public broadcast, you don't have to give us their name, but are you willing to share a story about a time where you can clearly see how God directly connected you with someone? Um, I'll actually share one, not a convert, but um, how I met um, all of you, Newark people, was definitely God because um, Kim Swile, who's our Bible College president, um, there was a whole lot of things happened and it just amazes me how God works because we went to a ladies' conference in Cairns. Cindy Miller was the guest speaker. I ended up being her chauffeur. I have no idea how that happened, but I ended up chauffeuring her and she, Kim and I became friends at that conference. And then Kim lost her job in the Queensland Treasury and we knew... Um, she lived in a granny flat where we were renting and Frank said to her, the Lord wants you to go to America. And, oh. and we laughed and said, don't be ridiculous. But she ended up going to UGST, which is how she met. At the same time as me. She was, she was in my class. Kim and I Correct. graduated together. And so I had never had any desire to go to America and, um, Cindy called me and said, are you coming to Kim's graduation? The, the day after Kim had called me and said, will you come to my graduation? And my response was, I'm not spending two and a half thousand dollars to go somewhere I don't want to go. So no, I'm not coming to your graduation. And then so you the were very soft and gentle in your answer with Kim. I was. And you know me, Desi. That's how I am with everybody. She's, just, she's very much like Steve-O. If you haven't caught that yet. That's yeah. why they get along, because they're both very straight shooters. <laughs> so um, when Cindy called, Frank just kept saying to me, after Kim had called, he said, you need to pray about it. And I said, no, I don't, because I'm not going. Simple. And then Cindy called and he said, I told you you need to pray. And I said, no, I don't. I'm not praying. And so he kept on at me. And so I went away and I came back and he said, did you pray? And I said, yep. And God said, nothing. I'm not going to America. And then Kim's mum contacted me from Townsville and said, um, are you going? And, and I said, no. And she said, I'm not allowed to go because I'm not well. And, and her husband wouldn't let her. But then they had a visiting evangelist who came and she got a miraculous healing. And so then we knew so that she God was well was, enough to travel after that. Well enough to travel. And so we knew God was in it and, um, so I ended up getting the most incredible deal through some company, travel company that El Cheapo Air that was like. <laughs> yeah. So God opened a door for you to get a very reasonable ticket. He yeah. did. So I came and Cindy had worked it all out that Rachel was picking us up from the airport. And so he steps up to me and says, are you on your own? And I went, no, thinking that's an original pickup line. <laughs> I didn't know who I was looking for. And so I was standing right behind her and I was just kind of leaning around trying to see her face because her back was to me. 
and she turns around and she looks at me and I knew she was traveling with someone. So I don't know. I, it was so creepy. I said, are you on your own? Are you alone? And she's like, no. <laughs> and she told me yeah, that was really creepy. <laughs> so we got it sorted out. We came, I cooked dinner for Kim and her mom and a couple of other people the next day. And as I was in the kitchen, I had made six chicken schnitzels and I thought, why did I do that? So I said to Kim, it's okay, I'll cook them tomorrow and we can have chicken schnitzel sandwich. And then I heard this knock on the door and this totally obnoxious person came in and I was in the kitchen listening to this man talking, thinking, he is so rude. And so- It's not me, by the way, just so we're clear. Yeah. She and liked so, us from the very beginning. I did. I did. And so Kim introduces me. I think his his um, title was Dean of Students or something. No, Academic Dean. He was the oh, academic, academic Dean. That's yeah. it. And so she introduces me. This is Professor Dr. Brother Stephen Beardsley. <laughs> and so I got all of this and I went... What'd you say your name was again? And he said, Stephen. And I said, well, I'm going to call you Steve-O. And Kim is horrified and she's hissing at me. You can't call him that. He's the academic dean. And I said, he ain't nobody to me. So he said, Stephen said, you can call me Steve-O. And I said, well, I'm going to anyway. Regina's cracking up on the, on the couch laughing. So this was my introduction but in all of this um i went to pph and this book was just leaping off the shelf at me three times i picked it up and put it back bought the book went home um frank was saying i need to come up with some material to train young people for ministry we had nothing. I said, tell me what you want. We'll find some stuff. I'll put it together, whatever, whatever. The next day, I went to the bookcase and picked up this little book and proceeded to read it. And I thought, this is one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Photographed a page that had something very, very good on it. Put it on Facebook and said, if anybody ever wants a really good book on tithing, this is the book you need to get. And the next thing I get Regina messaging me saying, did you know that that's my dad that wrote that book? And I that thought- That would be Barbara Moss's husband. You were- Correct. Question from Barbara Moss, yes. Yes. And so I'm thinking, this is incredible. And so then Sister Moss contacted me and she said, my husband's glad that, that you like the book and he wants to know your husband's email address. He has something to send him. Well, within a couple of days, some stuff arrived in our email, which was from Brother Moss, and it was his notes on training ministry that he had used in the New Jersey, Delaware district. And I, I just fell onto the floor because I said, Lord, was all of this, Kim's graduation and me going there, did you do all of that just so I could meet people connected to the mosses and make me buy that book so that we could get this material to train ministry? Mm. 
And, you know, it just blew my mind that the Lord would go to all of that trouble to help us with something to us yep. so small. So are we serving a great big God? Absolutely. Yep. Anything he wants us to do? Yes, sir. Yeah, Vivi, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. We are 10 minutes past the hour. I was going to tell you what the comment stream said, but apparently you're reading it just as well as we are. Do know, obviously, should this situation lift and your travel allows it, you know that you have an open door here. This church would be absolutely delighted to have you back. We're delighted and thrilled to have you on our online broadcast if you ever make your way physically out here to the Northeast again, be sure to stop over and preach for us and spend a weekend with us. You have a wide open door in this church and yeah. we are so through. If nothing else, they would love to just hear more Steve-O stories or just see you go at it with Steve-O. That would be a thrill for them. So. Now, I just, I just want to say one thing, even though at the beginning that I thought he was just, you know, not such a nice I love you, Steve-O. I think you're just the bee's knees. <laughs> it's okay. He has that effect on a lot of people where it takes a couple doses before they realize, you know, there's some good stuff here. So, And next time, and next time we'll fly into uh, Newick instead of catching the bus. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Philadelphia, even better. But we'll we'll help you with that if you ever cross that bridge. Again. That was an experience. Yeah, it was. Not that was a learning. Yes. A, they learned about flying into where'd you go, JFK or something, and then decided to catch a bus down. We're, we'll do it different. We you thought, have to do this again. We thought you were in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, that's right, Newark, New Jersey. Oh, and like, you. you're kidding me. We're not going to do that again. No, uh, it's okay. No, we'll, we'll help you. Next you. Time. We'll come get you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So thank you so much for being on our Friday night slash Saturday morning Thanks breakfast with friends. We are thrilled that you gave us this time and you were able to join us. Why don't you go ahead and just say a final goodbye to our church family. Bless you all thank for joining us, us, church family. Sorry, grandma never got the signing ink, but uh, oh, okay. grandma never got the signing ink, but that's okay. <laughs> That's the Queen of England, by the way. So, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Have a good